0: Faith. Fight. Basketball. This is the F2 Basketball Podcast. All right, and we are back with another F2 Podcast, and I'm here with new assistant coach, Lucas McKay with UMKC. Lucas, thanks for joining us, man.
1: Colin, thanks for having me, buddy.
0: Absolutely, and you have made the move out to to Kansas uh, from Kansas, Clemson right that's where you were previously that's correct yeah that's correct so east coast now to midwest how's the transition going
1: man it's been great actually uh had been in the midwest before from 2007 to 2010 at Wright State University okay Uh, and had transitioned to Clemson from there and now transitioning back but it's been great obviously they're cool to be in a pro sports town I've never had that experience before in my career you know Royals are winding down and the they're crazy about the Chiefs, man. And I've gone from I've been really lucky. I've gone from Clemson football to the Kansas City Chiefs football. So been a part of some good football. Um but happy to get this thing going here. I think this is a, a, an exceptional opportunity. Very grateful for the opportunity uh to be here with Coach Donlin, who I have a long history with and then yeah. part of the, you know, Coach Brownell Tree, so to speak. So excited to help him build this thing uh and see where we can take it.
0: Awesome, man. So uh, I know you and I mentioned a little bit before, as we spoke on the phone, just about, you know, going in and and uh, you have a new respect for for junior college coaches because you guys had to bring in a, a bunch of new guys.
1: <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when Coach Diamond got the job on March 27th, um, you know, there were actually, I think nine or 10 guys in the transfer portal. Yeah. Uh, and kind of uncertainty there that kind of had to navigate that, you know, who's actually on the team, who's not. And we ended up having to sign, you know, eight guys in the span of about a hundred days. So it was a lot of time, a lot of, a lot of early mornings, a lot of late nights, you know, uh, a lot of coffee and green tea for sure to to keep the fuel going. But uh, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have traded it for anything. It was great. Um, Yeah. Obviously he and I go back a long time. Uh, We're both, alums of you know UNC Wilmington uh, right. and both you know have you know worked for a, an outstanding coach at Clemson Brad Brownell who were uh, some of what he does tra- trickles through what we're trying to do here and we're certainly just excited to to get going and you know we, we've really tried to build it from the ground up and that starts with you know character and integrity yeah you know, having a, a winning work ethic those are things that we've tried to identify and and all the kids that we brought brought in, and then you know try to help instill those still those things uh into the some of the returners, but uh we're fortunate we have really great kids uh credit the previous staff for recruiting really really good quality character kids and we're we're just excited to get on the floor and today was the first day of official practice, and we'll get back at it tomorrow morning
0: so, right right today. so that that was actually one thing that I was gonna ask you is 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 you guys are taking over a, a, a program, and and um, you, along with Coach Donelan, what are some things that? What are some like like really big things that you're emphasizing? Sometimes when we uh, we have a transition, we try to take on the whole thing at once, and we're just gonna do all of these new things. But have you guys tried to focus in on a a few things? You you, you alluded to them a little bit earlier, but uh, take me yeah, through that no. a little bit.
1: No, we have. And coach has been great. Uh, I think one of the things i think uh, I'm, you know, obviously I'm, I'm taking mental notes here as I go through this process of, you know, how he's been and reacted. I think he's done an unbelievable job of keeping an even keel and not getting too high or too low, just knowing that some days there's, you are going to be a little bit rough and, you know, some days are going to be great, but I think he's, he's kept an even keel the whole time. And I think at the end of the day, I think we, we've, really and it sounds cliche it's not meant to but I think it's really true when you're in it especially and that's just keep the main thing the main thing yeah and I uh, for us that means really focus on our three core values um, and the first one is you know family first forever you know and we, when you're here when you sign up to be a part of this we're very honest and tell you up front in the recruiting process like hey you're never gonna you probably never work this hard again in your life to accomplish yeah. what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, but the, re- obviously the reward will be, you know, 40 plus year relationships. Uh, you know, you're going to leave here with a college degree. You're going to leave, you know, hopefully leave here debt free, you know, what right. I mean? it's a great start on your, on your own life, uh, to having a winning work ethic, not just a work ethic, but a winning work ethic. I think, um, just attacking everything you do and trying to put your best foot forward, whether it's in in the classroom, you know, what, what can you do to go from a B to an A? What can you go from a C to a B? You know, just that little bit of extra effort to help push you over the top. And I think that sometimes, you know, I'm sure we'll get into this later, but the margin between winning and losing is, is so thin. Uh, and, and what are, and I think if you just have that attack mentality all the time, I think it, you know, really helps separate you and helps you battle through the tough times too, yeah. which are easy. And then the last thing we try to focus on, obviously, being people of character, doing the right thing all the time—not when just certain people are looking or you think you should do the right thing. No, you know, live and really trying to live your life that way, and focus on being a good person. You know, it takes—it takes takes very little to make somebody somebody's day, whether it's just walking down the hallway and say hello to them, you know, holding the door for you know a person that's older than you, letting them in uh, the door, just letting them know that they're appreciated I think sometimes we all get you know in our own little bubbles a little bit and, yeah you know we, we kind of just get stuck there but realizing that you know there are other, there are other people running this race in life too
0: no and that's great because those three things can be uh something you know for for high school coaches or for other coaches that are then thinking about how they really want to build their culture if if you can lock into those three things and you keep getting those guys thinking about hey does this is it am i am i trying to win today you know sure. not even just basketball wise but yeah. you know in the classroom or in and and how you're treating people like that that sounds like you know when, that, that that will build a winning culture as you get to as you get time into that yeah. that's awesome um another thing I, one of the reasons uh i feel like personally i didn't go the 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 coaching route was, uh, the, the challenge that it could be on your family. Mm -hmm. How, how talk to us a little bit about, um, you know, cause there's a ton of, of, of coaches of managers that, that want to be, you know, right where you are as an assistant college coach, you know, looking to, to grow your career and, and 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 do your thing what what are some of the challenges that you face you know family wise or time wise or schedule wise um
1: yeah no i well first of all i want to say i've been really blessed to have some really good mentors in this business to to learn and grow from and really have helped you know kind of and continue to you know as i continue to mold my own philosophy and all that but i i really think um I'm really lucky to have an incredible wife at home. Uh, We met in college, and she got an early glimpse of what this lifestyle was going to be like. And I I think I'm fortunate for that because it would have been really easy for her to run away right then and say, (laughs) "No thanks. I'm just you know I'll find another you know normal guy and we'll we'll live a normal life." But uh, no, my wife Lindsay is incredible. We're we're fortunate. We came to South Carolina with no kids, uh, and we left with two. Uh, There you go oldest son Ethan is 13 we adopted him when he was six oh, awesome and Emerson will be is two will be three in November so fortunate in, uh, to have a great family I was really excited to get them out here to Missouri um, in, in July when they were able to transition out All right but, you know, I, I think you know everybody talks about harder a coach's job is I think a coach's wife's job is equally if not harder mm. uh, just with the time away that we spend on the road recruiting and at away games and, you know, just time that you have, that you have to pour into the profession. It kind of, it can, uh, it can make it hard, you know, to be, sometimes it makes it hard to be a dad. Sometimes it makes sure. it hard to be a husband. I think you have to be really intentional about how you use your time and always, as I've gotten older, hopefully gotten better. I don't know if she would agree or not, but with just, you know, having to carve out pockets of meaningful time. Uh, yeah. And I think that's uh, you know I, I we've been married uh we've been together fourteen married eleven years, and i you know i I, uh, I wake up you know thankful every day that you know that we're able to have a special family, but I think that um and she keeps me going too my wife 's in education she 's a fourth grade teacher she you know, I enjoy hearing about, uh, issues she facing or, or at school, at her school or yeah. new creative ways she finding to do things just to kind of, we kind of bounce a lot of things off of each other, which is yeah. great. Um, and, I, 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 you know, I'm sure, I'm not sure our 13 year old Ethan likes us bouncing ideas off because <laughs> it means that we're coming up with new ways to, you know, be creative with him, which is right. good. You know, he, he's at a, he's at a critical age, but, uh, um, No, I think just with the time away and, you know, here we are moving to Missouri, you know, obviously we're, you know, making new friends and new relationships where, you know, we left the place in Clemson where we had been nine years and there were a lot of those built-in relationships. That's hard. That's hard on families. That's hard on children uh, to just pack up and move. Um, Yeah, certainly.
0: And but one of
1: the things, go ahead.
0: No, one of the things that you were talking about, you you know, I can see the love for your family as you talk about them. Like it's really, really cool. And then one of those core values for your team, you know, that you guys are instilling in your team yeah. is family first. And so they, they yeah. get to see it from the coach's perspective, you know, yeah. so it, so it lines up.
1: Yeah. And I, it's funny. I'd, I'd be remiss, I'd be remiss if I, if I didn't say this, I actually, I, uh, Coach Diamond, uh and his first wife actually set us up in college. Oh, really? So, yeah. So for now, for me uh, <laughs> to be working for him, you know, what what uh, thirteen years later is yeah. is kind of fun. You know what I mean? Just the and uh, but he's been great. You know, obviously uh, Coach Brownell and and his wife Paula were were great. You know, yeah. we really learned a lot from them and enjoyed being a part of. Of that basketball family for as many years as we did. I think I was with them for 15 years, and so grateful for that opportunity. And now, grateful to to, to start a new chapter here in Missouri with Coach John, and his new wife Melissa. Certainly. So, what would you what would you tell uh, some young coaches? Like, what are some keys for
0: them if they're they're looking to get into the profession? Mm-hmm. Or they're starting and they're maybe maybe not seeing much traction. Or what what would you tell them in order to to keep growing and moving in the profession? What are some things no. they could do?
1: I, I I've always thought, Colin, like if you're really passionate about something, that you're gonna you're gonna find a way to make it work, and the things are just gonna align for for it to happen. I think there's there's believe me, there's plenty of need for coaches out there, and I, and I think I think you would agree. I think coaching is is so much more than what happens just between the lines. I think, Um, you know, just being able to, to mentor and guide and um, push people to be their best. I think, I think there's needs for all kinds of people like that. Um, Yeah. With with respect to basketball, I think, um, you know, don't, you know, it's hard to get it twisted. You know, this is, this is a hard way to make a living. Um, But at the same time, it's a very rewarding way. And I think the reward, comes by way of the relationship. So I would encourage anybody to, that's trying to break into the business, you know, check, check your relationship, uh, status, where, where are you at with certain people? Like, is there somebody that you can lean on that's going to help you? That could help you break into coaching, you know, whether it's a former coach, former principal, former, uh, high school administrator, a former high school athletic director of yours, or even in college, uh, where you went to college. Um, you know, Certainly, you know, if if you really want to do it and chase it, obviously I think you got to think about uh, maybe volunteering or interning to get a start uh, and just seeing where that goes. You know, you never know where that could go. Um, and then, but then too, just, you know, continuing to learn and grow and maybe find some, some other coaches in your area uh, where you can either, if they're open to you going over and watch practice or, sitting down and having a cup of coffee with you or lunch and you can just pick their brain. I think that's always, you know, at the end of the day, you gotta, you gotta have somebody that's going to be willing to push for you and, and take a chance for you for, uh, for the breakthrough. But at the same time, I think if you're really passionate about something, you, you're going to find a way to make it work one way. Right. In.
0: And so you've been, how long, what, what year is this in your, in your coaching tenure?
1: Mm, let's see. I think, uh, 13th year, um full time. Mm-hmm. Uh fortunate to be at this level the whole time, division yeah. one level. Uh I did one year of high school. That was actually my senior year of college. I was a varsity assistant coach. Cool. And then I kind of had three years as a as a student manager there at UNC Wilmington where I was just kind of learning the ropes and right. you know figuring out how this this whole thing worked.
0: So you've been you've been in it full time for thirteen years. You've also you've seen people rise Mm-hmm. up in the game and you see sure. you yourself have have uh, risen as a coach in your position and your responsibilities and all that but I'm sure you've also seen people fall maybe fall out of love with it or um, you've seen coaches that have just that have gotten out of the profession what are some of the reasons that you feel like some coaches haven't made it or they haven't Um, been able to attain their goals or they just wind up choosing to do something else? What are, what are some of the reasons that you may, you've seen?
1: Sure. I think, um, I think at the end of the day, you know, every, obviously everybody's situation is different. I think everybody's got to at the end of each season kind of look down and look in the mirror a little bit and, you know, Hey, what did I, what did I do? Well, what did I not do? Well, you know, what, you know, how can we continue to grow? Did Did I, did I, did I help the team in a positive or negative way? And then, and then too, obviously you gotta, you gotta look at the personal side of it too. I think, um some guy, obviously, I mean, we all know there's two types of coaches, right? Those that have been let go and those that will be go. That's just, <laughs> that's just the nature of, of what we do. So I, I mean, I, at the end of the day, I think people, people make transitions for different reasons, whether it's family or, you know, sometimes it's beyond people's control. They just, sure they have, they have to, move on to other things and that's fine too i think i think um you know again and like the the line between winning and losing can be can be razor thin and and unfortunately sometimes you can you can be on the other side of it for no fault of your own you know it leads to other things but i think i think at the end of the day just that's where you got you got to make sure your own personal core is in the right place and just realize that every day that you're in this it's a privilege and you have to appreciate it. Try for greatness every day and live live each day to the fullest cuz you at the end of the day you never know when it can when it can be taken away or things can change. Right.
0: Well, how about some resources that you use other than coaches, maybe uh books or podcasts or coaches clinics? Like sure. what are what are some things that you've done that have that have helped you grow and helped you network or help you, you know, grow in the profession?
1: Sure. I think uh I, you know, i it's hard. I, you know, I probably haven't done as good of a job with it in the transition, to be honest. But I think just find, finding a way to read, you know, 10 to 15 minutes every day, read, read something. It doesn't have to be, uh, X and O related or basketball related or even coaching related. Just find, find something to, you know, help your mind stay sharp, um, and fresh, whether that's, um, you know, heck, you know, an article in the newspaper or, um a tweet or a book or a- anything that you feel that like can just help be somewhat of a release for you and help you know continue to help your mind stay sharp I think that 's one thing i think lean lean on other people in the profession uh who might have been through a similar situation or you might encounter a situation where you you just call and pick their brain mm-hmm. um i'm i'm a big fan personally i I know this gets harder because I know you know just every situation is different again, but go and watch, uh, people that you're close with. Go and watch them practice. Go watch them work out. Go sit down in their office. Pick their brain. Um, again, take them to coffee, whatever, just to kind of continue to grow and expand and, you know, be able to bounce ideas off each other. Um, I think those are some good things. Then obviously always continue to network. I think, um, find one clinic a year to go to that you feel that you feel can help you grow. Um and, you know, obviously trying to make a connection there, you never know where that could lead. So. Right. right.
0: So, uh, through all the ups and downs of wins and losses and, and just the coaching business, what, what do you feel like, um, you know, certainly we, we, we talk about faith and it's not always, a um, you know, it's not always a Christian faith, you know, people believe different things, but what do you feel like, like when, when faith comes into the picture, how is that kept you uh you know what are your ideas on faith or or what, what how has that kept you rooted in in uh the ups and downs of the journey
1: sure i think um i think it's all it's always just to have for me personally and obviously everybody's in a, a different place in their own uh faith walk and i'm ser- i'm certainly not here to to push it. everybody's got to make that decision for themselves sure. and their family um i i think for me um just always having something to to turn to in the good times and the bad times is important. And at the end of the day, to be able to, you know, I think at the end of the day we're all kind of called upon to serve in one way or another. Yeah. Uh, and I think just to continue to, to do that. And I think a lot of us are, are very fortunate to be able to, to serve others through coaching. I yeah. think that's a unbelievable calling to have, to be able to to reach people in that way and be able to, you know, share knowledge not only about the game, but um, just life experiences and how, you know how to how to advise people. 18, to, I mean, this is for a lot of these guys, 18 to 22 year olds, their first time away from home, uh, first time away from you know mom or dad and and or dad, I should say, and you know they even though they think they might not have all the answers, sometimes they don't, and they need even though they might not like our guidance all the time. At the end of the day, I think. When you're coaching somebody you do have their best interest at heart, and you're able to to convey that to them in a way maybe that they wouldn't get otherwise
0: right well, and that's the thing too is like as coaches, what you guys are what you're trying to instill really what are the values that you appreciate as a coach and then you want to pass along to your players and so for you guys instilling that you know family first and high character and treating people well. I mean, if the coaches are doing it, then the players are going to do it. You know, I, right? I mean, you, you yeah. You're right. Yeah. And and, and it, it puts the onus on us in the leadership position to really walk the the walk. Yeah. You know, no, as true. we're talking
1: it, and, no, and course. um, and, and that's something we talk about a lot. You know, you you know, you got to be able to to you know, it's one thing to talk about it all the time; it's another to to be about it and actually live it, and you know, uh, and conduct your conduct your life that way and that's that's not an easy thing to do um i think it's particularly in the world and this isn't to to get on a social media rant but i think it's easy today it's really easy today to present yourself in one way yep and not um uh, not be that way you know when it, in real life but i think um i think that's why it's so important you know in, ingenuity i think is really undervalued today and just being being who you are, you know when the lights are on and the lights are off, I think that's that's really important, and you know continue to strive for that yeah
0: well, I know it's I know it's got to be a promising season for you guys. I know you're excited for a new journey and stepping out in that way and and uh we'll be certainly keeping up with you and and your squad, and I hope that your family continues to to do well and adjust to the corn out there in the midwest and um again thank you thank you for joining us lucas and we'll uh we'll be in touch my friend
1: sounds great colin thank you so much man really appreciate you having me on tonight absolutely brother take care all right buddy you too
0: thank you for listening to this episode of the f2 basketball podcast remember you can check us out on instagram and twitter at f2 underscore basketball you can also search for us on facebook and youtube This podcast is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. We'll see you next time for another episode of the F2 Basketball Podcast.